Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hi, guys. Hey. Hey, 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 hey. Welcome to Season of Thoughts. <laughs> oh, hey, guys. And Happy New Year. Oh, yes. Yeah, Happy New Year. It's a new decade right yes 2020 things (laughs) so if you've been listening to our previous episode you would know that quite a bit has changed yeah Bianca hasn't been around and we just thought it would be great if we caught up with her and call her so we can hear from her you know what's changed and just to hear more about her current chapter and her current transition in life so yeah. yeah cool Bianca are you here I am here. Hey, guys. We've missed you so much, Bianca. It's so great to hear you again. I've missed you too. I've missed missed, missed, missed Beyonce's number one fan. Yeah. (laughs) I'm glad you you know that I'm the number one. There's no one above me. How can we forget? I've missed being the only jammer. I've missed being with my Nigerian sisters. It's just, yeah, as you both know, we've really tried to record um with all three of us one more before i was off out but we are here now we move as the young people say yeah so (laughs) we're here now and yeah i'm just happy to be in this episode and i've just missed i've missed yeah i really have so i'm glad to be here oh all right girl so tell us tell us tell us just us where are you what's going on so the moment i am in accra i'm in ghana context so my sister actually lives here she has been living here for the past three and a half years obviously yes we are Jamaican my family but she married to Ghanaian and she lives here with her beautiful family and her two children and her husband and so I've been here so I had quite a tragic loss a few months ago my mum passed away and I'm the youngest of four so I was the last one at home with my mom, and it was just quite tough. My sister, who I'm with, she's the eldest. There's actually 10 years between us. So she's like my second mom. She's the one, you know, she's the sibling that, you know, did the babysitting and changing the nappies and all that stuff there. So I think when everything happened with who's in my mom, it's funny because a few days before my mom left, in my head I was just like, oh my God, if anything happens, I'm going to Ghana. And I said it, and I didn't think it would ever get that far. I didn't think my mom would really leave. But when it happened, immediately I was like, I'm going to Ghana. And I didn't know how I was going to get there, how I was going to pay for it, because it wasn't cheap to it, it wasn't cheap to move and et cetera. Yeah. But in my head, I said, I have to go, um, because my sister is the person that I think I feel safest with emotionally, uh, mentally, and et cetera. So, and on top of that, you know, she's been away for 10 years now. She actually moved to South Africa when I was 16. And so, so she, was she a traveler then? 
what actually happened is her husband, who she met at the time, he was living in, in South Africa at the time. And so um, she moved there and she got married and then she was there for about seven years. And then her husband got a really good job back home in Ghana. And so they moved to Accra. And so that this is where she's been for the past few years. So this is where I am at the moment. I've been here for a month so far. Yeah. And, you know, I've been, yeah, it's gone, time goes fast but slow at the same time. It's so weird. But, um... So I've been here and I've just been trying to settle in, really. Um, as obviously, as every, well, as make, people may know, there's this whole tourism initiative in Ghana at the moment. Um, oh, yeah. Ghana is hot so, right now. Yeah. yeah. Not, not just so, literally, but... <laughs> so the year returned, I came end of November, so I came just in time for the festivities and the events to start and stuff like that. So good timing that I'm here. So I'm able to kind of really be a tourist and be around and get around and meet people before I really settle in. I don't know how long I'll be here for. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to ask, when do you think it's going to be a permanent move? Do you think it's going to be... I don't know, a year or two? Are you proper going to settle in there and, you know, maybe find a hubby there? Or, <laughs> it's like, you never know. You could meet someone and live happily ever after in Ghana. What, what do you envision at the moment? Because people ask me this a lot. And I, when they ask me, I would say, well, give it a year or two. That's a good amount of time. Yeah, because for me, I had never been to Ghana. I had never stepped foot in it. So what I didn't want to say is I've moved into a country indefinitely. And I've never, I don't know what it's like. I have no clue what what it's like so for me I wanted to come here and really just see what it's like you know tread the soil and just see what it's like to really live here it's all good to be here for like a couple of months and I think it's different because for me when you know you're somewhere and there's a time limit on it mentally you don't really settle yeah so what I didn't want to do was put a time limit on it because I want to be able to settle to see how it really is to live here Obviously, I miss England. Oh my gosh, I miss London. There's just me being here. You know, I've been to Africa. I've been, I've been to South Africa before, and just being to like those traveling to other countries and stuff. There's just no place like London. There really, really yeah, is. Yeah. And I think we get to take it for granted. Um, and I don't mean it in like a way as in there aren't places on as good as London or London's the best. But there's just something so about London that you just don't find anywhere else even places like New York and stuff it's just London is just so unique so I do miss it I miss the diversity that's one thing I do miss is the diversity just seeing all different colours and races and sizes and, you Ghana, know, just black people that's all you see that's all you see your brother and your sister that's all you see your auntie that's all you see so yeah. um, I think that I will be here for a while I do see myself Long term, when I'm saying like 10 years, I can see myself kind of living in between two different countries, like maybe doing business here, but maybe yeah. not necessarily living here. Maybe being doing business here and being here a couple of months out of the year, but still being maybe most likely the UK um, that I would be in. But it depends. But for now, I'm here for a year or, or two, seeing how it goes. Um, I just want to see what it's like to really live here. You know, yeah. I'm at the age where I just don't want to make any irrational decisions and say, oh, I'm moving. And then I get it and I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't like it. And then everyone's like, why is she back in London after she moved? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I thought, let me just see how it is and we'll go from there. So we'll see, we'll see. We'll see where the future takes us. But like we said before, you are welcome back anytime. I mean, listen, there's always a seat here at the table for you. So yeah. whenever you feel like you're ready to come back, don't hesitate. Yeah. Yes, I will see. I think yeah. for 
committing to anything it's a big commitment even you know things that people don't see as a big deal for me are at this moment in my life are a big deal because mm-hmm. you know in reality losing a mum of people in the beginning they send you they do this and they oh you know condolences and stuff but for me it's very early days and when I think about it in regards to the rest of my life it's really day one if day one hasn't even begun you know what I mean because mm-hmm. I still have the rest of my life and I'm only 26 years old so commitment wise I just didn't want to commit to too much to say this is what I can do right now I just wanted to be able to really process the past oh, um, because it's a major change yes yeah you have to really think about what's priority at your in your life right now and you know CUP is always be a part of me and I will be back at some point I will be joining you guys at some point we'll see when that is hopefully it's sooner rather than later um I'm still here in Ghana I will still be a part of CUP um if I'm back in London at any point it'll be even better because I'll be able to actually be able to see you guys and stuff like that but for now, I am coming back though for a holiday, a short holiday in August. So I'm coming back for like a month. So oh, maybe we nice. to, like, that would be fun and just catch up properly. Yeah. Um, so that'll be fun. But for now, I will be back to the world of Siat. It's just that I needed some time and I still do need some time to just process everything. But just trying to be out here living my best life. Yeah, <laughs> I need to ask, what's been like the biggest culture shock? Because obviously you're from London, you're Jamaican, and now you're in Accra. What's been like culture oh, shock? Oh. Yeah, like have you said anything? You're just like, whoa! How do I process this? What do I do? Do you know what? This is gonna sound really because I think I was saying to you guys before that um Ghana, well Accra. I don't know about other parts of Ghana, but Accra reminds me of Jamaica a lot. Certain parts of Jamaica. I you know I've been to Jamaica a few times and stuff, but there's something here which I know while in places like Jamaica and other countries that may not be as well developed as the western world is the roads the oh, road wow. infrastructure oh, okay. is just oh. so is it bad in ghana as well it's bad it's yeah. bad it's <laughs> not be as bad as lagos in lagos they don't have lanes anyone is just driving anyhow so no, traffic light. no traffic light people what? are just maneuvering and oh sis but you know what the other day i was at a junction and the junction didn't have traffic lights like how could you traffic lights at a junction so literally <laughs> which would have taken a minute or two with a traffic light took about half an hour because people were trying to just maneuver through it's crazy so one thing that i've really been thinking about while i've been here is just how we can just africa in general and parts of the caribbean and etc and even parts of asia how we as the people who are from there can really help to better our country and it's really sad that you know some parts because we know that the government have money to do these things yeah it it doesn't always go to it and it's unfortunate because Accra you know being such the where the spotlight is in regards to Ghana this place yeah so it's crazy so the roads it's just like you're in a car and you're like (laughs) like jumping (laughs) and it's crazy it's like no this is so funny this actually reminds me of when I was in Lagos three years ago and literally in the cars you have to wear your seatbelt because it's going to be a rough journey (laughs) They don't, some of them don't have, even the Ubers don't have seatbelts. Say some of them, no seatbelt. Yeah, no, mate, it's, it's crazy. So you're just jumping up and down, looking like some hobby. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. So that, that's been a culture shock. And then um, I went to a market 
called it's called Makala Market. When I told you this market is the size of like the whole of Peckham, it is massive. Yeah. Like it's so crazy. I went there and this is where you find all your materials, all the real nitty gritty stuff. And I went there with my sister and you, because of where I'm living, I live in an area called East Lagoon in Accra and it's quite easy accessible area. If you want to come to Accra for holiday, East Lagoon is one of the places that you would stay in because it's near everything. Okay. Um, so here, you know, you've got the restaurants and you've got all that stuff, but being in where that market was, you get, you, I really got to see how people were living on that side of Accra mm-hmm. and I've been home to like Jamaica places, but on holidays. So you don't really get to really see how people live. So that was well, kind of like... The lavish bits, isn't it? So you don't really get to see... That was quite shocking to me, just seeing how they live. And things like, like I said, the roads, the sewers, the smells that people are living in. And it, oh. it just gives you... Again, it, gives, it makes you so grateful for England, for London. Yeah. You know, even when I was catching up with Brexit and stuff like that and the, the elections that happened. And it's funny because people were like, you know, complaining about the NHS and saying, oh, this is going to happen, that's going to happen. But I got sick a few weeks ago, my first week here, I got a really bad throat infection. And you have to pay for everything. You have to pay for everything. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, they put me on IV drip, they gave me t- all these, medi- I had a, a list of medications I had to say, you have to pay for every single thing. And when I was sitting there on social media looking at all these people complaining about it, and I was thinking, you guys have no clue what you have, you really don't. So being here has put a lot into perspective for me and just how people are living and how we can think. Sometimes we wake up complaining because our delivery didn't come on time. Trust or, me. Oh, my <laughs> Wrong. you know and it's these small things but it's first yeah. one problem really yeah. really is no, it really is and going back to countries like nigeria ghana africa third world you really realize that people are suffering but a lot yeah. of them are happy like you still they're yeah. really joyful it's, yes. it's weird but like they're even happy it's like they're content that they're just yeah. alive sort of thing yeah exactly. and they work hard mm-hmm. they know oh my gosh people the hustling the level of oh, hustling is so, so, and even people who are quite well off they still have like two three four five businesses the amount of hustling they have it is just the work ethic is absolutely crazy it's so crazy yeah. so so it's actually quite inspiring to be here and also meeting, like we were discussing before, how when we're in London and we follow certain people on social media who are all in the same cliques and we live in a bit of a bubble because we see the same faces, the same yeah. influencers and all this kind of stuff. And being here, the amount of creatives I've met, the entrepreneurs I've met, you just think there's so many creative, gifted people in Africa. I'm just excited to see what Africa, places like Nigeria, yeah. um, Kenya, the Ivory Coast, Ghana, these places are going to be like in the next 10 years because yeah. what, what's happening is a lot of people are migrating back home. And so... Yeah. I and, that a lot of people are coming yeah. back. Yeah. No, and so all these skills and techniques and resources that they've learned and gathered in the Western world, they're bringing it back home. So the next decade, I think, in Africa is going to be amazing. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that I'm here to experience some of it. Yeah. And also, a bit of both worlds right now because I'm from England I was born in England so like I was saying what we've learned in that part of the world you're able to use it here so yeah. I'm able to be here and it's bittersweet that I'm here because I'm not here because you know I just got a new job but I'm here because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not here because you know my mum passed away so for me it's like I'm here for a reason but at the same time I don't want to come all the way to Ghana and be just burying myself in depression and stuff. I want to be able to utilize the time I'm here. And when I tell you the difference difference in your moods, 
Like, that's one thing. And maybe that's why people are so moody in England. <laughs> you know, I really think it is. No, it's not a joke. Girls, I really think the weather has a part to play about where everyone is depressed here. Oh, yeah. That's- we shouldn't be. We're technically on good salaries. We, most of us have jobs. We're getting... Yeah, why do they call it... I think they call it sad seasonal affective disorder. Okay. It's not proven, but people do say seasons do affect your mood. Makes so much sense because even when we have summer, good summers in, in London, we're all happy. Everyone's in a good mood. We're all vibing. That's and when so talk to me, I'm in my house, no one talks. Like, so it's just, I think even being here, like you were saying, even though people are, don't have as much as we have or have much as, as much as others, just certain things contribute towards being able to get up in the morning. Even when I'm in a bad mood, I walk outside and see the sun and it's hard to really be, you know, to bury yourself in that. So there's so much to be grateful for here. And I'm just here to enjoy... And we'll see how, I'm going to be back as in, like I said, I'll be back next year for some, a short time. And we'll see how it goes. Right now I'm playing it by ear. Yeah, trying to get myself firm. It's weird because again, when people hear that I'm Jamaican, they're like, oh, you're Jamaican. And they always treat you a bit differently, not worse, but they treat you like, oh, you really are an outsider. Mm-hmm. So it's different. But there's certain things that I'm learning. I do want to learn a bit of the language as well while I'm here. Why I'm not? Really- all I know is Kwasia. Yeah, Akwaba, which means welcome. That's all I say, welcome. Yeah, that's all I know so far. And Etisane, I think, means how are you. So there's a few things. But um, yeah, I'm just happy that I am able to. I was able to speak to you guys. And um, yeah, God, I'll see how it goes. And you're glowing. You look good. So yeah. It's the sun. Yeah, you're glowing. So we're so happy to hear from you, Steve. And we're excited for this new thing in your life. I'm excited to see where God is going to take you. And yeah, just keep being usually make sure you utilize your creativity in Ghana. We want to see that creativity. Everyone's always like, Biak's branding is so good, your colours, your this, your fonts. I was like, thank Bianca. Bianca has a Bianca, man. Yeah. Trust me, Bianca really created those templates for us. I will try. I honestly try my best. It's actually we actually we'll talk, but I will try my best to do that. And um, yeah, I want to try and vlog so that people can. I'm gonna try my best. It's just so hard when you're out. You want to be in the moment. So, yeah. but I, I still want to like have content for people to see what I'm up to here and stuff like that. And guys, listen. Anytime you guys want to come to Ghana, you guys know where you can stay. You guys know. It's there's a certain airline that have really cheap flights to Ghana. So if you're ever ready. I will send you that and you guys let me know. I just be like, B, I'm coming. And that's it. Okay, listeners, sorry, you can't stay with me, but I could win on some discounted faces in it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Bianca will fill us in. Um, But yeah, Bianca, so for some of our new listeners that may not know where to find you, where can they find you on socials? My social media, I only really use Instagram. So my social media is Bianca J. Bruce. So Bianca. J B R U C E, and then obviously follow She's in the Pod. Yeah. If you're not, yes, 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 exactly. Follow us everywhere. Yes, follow us on Twitter, She's in the Pod, Instagram, and Facebook. But yeah, Bianca J Bruce is pretty much it. And hopefully, I'll give you guys some good content. So I'm, I'm quite. Well, I know you. I'll try. I know you are. <laughs> well, thank you so much, guys. All right, we'll catch up soon, sis. Love you all. Too.